Sorry, Drew, but you've already said to us in a private text message between the three hosts here that if uh, Hutchinson, Hutchinson is available to the Lions at two and they don't take him, Drew will uh, cut off a very important piece of himself and throw it into the river. So I don't want that to happen yes. for Drew's sake. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm sure that the Lions have given you so much heartbreak throughout your life that, I mean, this is going to be the the, the least of it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Shaver, Crookson, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network, the only gambling show that makes you money, and the NYX Award winners for gold medal in sports podcasting, yada, yada. We are very excited today because we get to talk about one of the NFL holidays, Thursday, April 28th is the NFL draft, and today we are teaching you how to bet that very NFL draft. We are each giving out a fast five at the end of the show with our best bets that you can take right now to make money at our friends at DraftKings on the first round of the NFL draft. But before we get there, we have a man coming on this show who came on last year and gave out some winners. The Hitman is returning to talk about the NFL draft. Shape of the Sharp, I know the Hitman is a friend of yours. How excited are you to have him back to help guide us through this this uh, wonderful day? I'm not on Hitman's payroll, guys. Uh, I'm going to give him a free play here okay i'm a proud member of his private discord email chain and uh yes uh it is subscription based but i'll tell you something since i started that in the middle of last season i have learned more and won more than any other time in my life and the guy's transparent he works harder than anybody he moves lines and he's awesome just great 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 knowledge and great mind Good buddy of mine, the Hitman. Can't wait. Can't wait to talk to him. He's coming on soon. Uh, Schaefer the Sharp, your Detroit Lions have two picks in this NFL draft. Tony Cavallo's Green Bay Packers have two picks in this NFL draft. Dangles, you're sitting there at number 21, the New England Patriots. Are you still excited or you do, you, do you just know in your bones that Bill Belichick will find some way to trade out of Thursday? A little of both. Um, and, look, I mean, I don't know if he's going to trade out. If anything, I hope he, I hope he trades up. Uh, but uh, realistically, I don't see it. I think he sits at 21, probably takes someone defensive like a linebacker and does the Belichick thing where, you know, uh, he knows exactly what everyone in New England and Patriots fandom wants him to do. And he just goes ahead and, you know, takes a guy from FCS or Division Three or something. And that's just what we're going to do. So I can keep my fingers crossed. Uh, I did a mock draft where we traded up with the Ravens to take Drake London. That's a dream scenario. But, I, you know, we'll see what happens on draft day. I'm excited either way to get get some uh, extra help from Mac in that defense. I'm excited. The Hitman's in the waiting room. We'll have him in in a second. Again, the fast five for our bets are coming up next. And then on Monday, the return of the best mock draft prognosticator in the United States of America, Brian the Ballerina Balzarini, original host of this podcast, will be coming on for the Ballerina Big Boy that's coming on Monday. But right now, it's the Hitman, and he's coming up next. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, 
Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on Press Box Access. All right, boys and girls, once again, we are graced with his presence. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be, Mr. Hitman. I don't know why I called you Mr. Hitman. He is the Hitman, at Hitman428 <laughs> on Twitter, giving out draft picks and NFL futures. And I heard, I saw recently some NBA award futures that you've been hitting on as well. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Happy to have you here. I appreciate that. Yeah, the Tyler Hero Sixth Man of the Year. Boy, I don't say this often, but that was one of the worst prices. Even at the time, I was saying to everybody, I said, you know, this should probably be like three to one. And it's priced 12 to one, 14 to one, something like that. So I got a lot of extra money to to hopefully turn into some more money with the NFL draft coming up this week. Uh, that's what we're hoping to do, too. And we had you on last year uh, for the NFL draft, and you help us sort of guide our bets and our and our listeners' bets in, in that last year's draft. But this year's draft is a completely different beast, in my opinion. Last year's draft, we kind of had segmented out who the first one, two, the three, third pick was San Fran. We knew what position they were going with. And then after four, it kind of became a shit show. This draft itself, there's a lot of people saying Aiden Hutchinson's number one, but there's a lot of chaos in this top 10. There's a, this draft can go a million different ways. There's no real surefire first-round quarterback that is a locked-in selection. I'm very interested to see where the NFL teams go, but it makes me wonder, where should I put my money? Do you see this draft as a little confusing, or are you seeing through uh, the, the forest through the trees, so to speak? Yeah, this is probably the toughest draft that I've ever handicapped in the, the five, six draft set. I've done, and not not to say that's not beatable, because if you put in the work, you're just flat out gonna win at the NFL draft. But the, the thing that's made it a little bit harder is, like you said, there's no clear number one, there's no clear number two. It's not a great quarterback draft, probably the worst quarterback draft that we've had since probably the EJ Manuel draft from years ago. And yep. what that does, and especially with the fact that it's just not an elite prospect draft, is it adds to the variance of this draft. I, I know that Daniel Jeremiah on his podcast today even said that so many of these players are so close, closely put together that in the last seven spots from 25 to 32, he's like, I could think of 30 names that could possibly mm. go in the first round. So when you get something like that and there's more variance in a draft, it, it tends to be harder to bet on. But as I said, the draft is a once-in-a-year great money-making opportunity. Now, the, the hard part about that is that the books know what a great money-making opportunity it is, too, and they've made it even harder this year to be able to get down on this stuff. There's less options that I feel like there's ever been before at this time. But, yeah, just, just to reaffirm your point, tougher draft than usual, but still a uh, good money-making opportunity. Hitman, I gave you a free plug in our intro. Um, told people I was a proud member of your private discord. Uh, couldn't be happier uh, with your service. You do an excellent job. And last week you kind of hinted at there might be a little value in Trevon Walker going number one overall. You, of course, said things are subject to change, but you said you saw value with the number. Since that, the number has predictably um, got closer to even, I think, at, at time of recording. It's plus 190. A week out, let's just call this a clean week out of the draft as a huge Detroit Lions fan and a massive 
University of Michigan fan. You can tell uh, who I want to be available with the number two pick. His name is Aiden Hutchinson. How do you see? Let's let's forget about the the the, the book odds right now. What are Hitman's odds right now to go number one overall a week before the draft? Yeah, it's funny you said that about Aiden Hutchinson because I've mentioned before that when you get to be pretty successful at this, you tend to make some good contacts and these contacts tend to have good information. And I've been told a lot of Trayvon Walker stuff going first. And I wasn't just told that recently when he was two to one, three to one, I have some 15 to one, some 12 to ones on Trayvon Walker way back in the process. And that's what I've been hearing. Now, nobody has told me it's something definite. Like if it was definite, I would, have as much money as humanly possible on it. Obviously <laughs> I, I don't, but I do have a nice sized wager at a bunch of different prices on Walker. Um, you see a lot of the national media guys are kind of saying now that uh, Trent Balky envisions Alden Smith and Walker and that they, they think that that might be the guy. So, I mean, I, I think Walker should be a favorite right now, but wow. again, like I said, the draft is something that, Hey, I could say I like Walker a lot and all it takes is one report from a respected guy like Jeremiah, for example, to say, if Jeremiah says, you know, I'm pretty confident Hutchinson's going to go one. Well, I'm probably going to start buying some Hutchinson. That's just how it's going to (laughs) be. Well, and the Jaguars too are, uh, they're an organization that can surprise you. Like to your point about Balky, like they'll, they'll go last year. It was a no brainer, right? Like any team would have wanted to take a shot at making Trevor Lawrence. Great. And this year they're in a tougher position in a sense, I think because they have more options and it's not so clear cut necessarily who would potentially go first, but Balky likes guys who are big and physical. And I think I've read and I've heard that, you know, his tendency is to, value that over guys that produced in college. So I'm interested too. I, that's my kind of big flag for the Jaguars is like, don't be surprised if they surprise you with that first pick, because that's just the kind of organization that they are. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And then um, when, when you talk about the lions, well, um, I, you want them to take Aiden Hutchinson. It, it's crazy because I know that some sharp people with, with a lot of money crashed that Thibodeau market to go second overall yesterday to the lions to the point that he's the odds on favorite right now to go number two overall. So, you know, I I didn't tail along with that, even though I did have some stale prices out there because I I did hear the info from these guys and you know what, maybe they have better, better info than what I've heard. And maybe it's going to happen. I I definitely don't want to bet against it, but uh, logically, it does seem very unlikely that they would pass on Hutchinson if he's available at two. But Drew, Drew, uh, Drew's already man, said, I, I, sorry, Drew, but you've already said to us in a private text message, not the private discord that uh, Hitman is a part of, but the private text message between the three hosts here that if uh, Hutchinson, Hutchinson is available to the Lions at two and they don't take him, Drew will uh, cut off a very important piece of himself and throw it into the river. So I don't want that to happen yes. for Drew's sake. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure that the Lions have given you so much heartbreak throughout your life that I mean, this, this is yeah, going to be you can handle the, it. <laughs> the, the least of it. I mean, one of my best friends growing up is a Lions fan since we've been since I've known him for 20 years. He's been a Lions fan forever. And we've I mean, I've been th- with him through the, the three receivers in a row drafts yep. and the Joey Harrington era and the, the oh. 0-16. I mean, I, I'm. I feel for you. So this, I wouldn't go crazy 
after this because you've already been through a lot. Well, I appreciate that hit, man. And that leads to my, my other question. So obviously you said the Thibodeau market crashed at two. And all these mocks, you know, Kuiper, Jeremiah, McShay, obviously the hardest thing to predict in these mocks are the trades, right? I mean, who the hell knows when these trades start happening and a domino effect goes. In your mind, in this year's draft, obviously talking specifically the first round, who are the most likely teams to trade? I don't need to repeat all the wide receiver narrative all offseason, obviously record-breaking deals, all these third-year guys wanting to opt out for better contracts. But, you know, you see Kansas City and Green Bay with two elite quarterbacks who literally traded their number one options and have two picks in the back end of the first round. It seems so logical that they would move up to try to get one of the big guys. I know you like Jamison Williams, uh, who's coming off a torn ACL. But I'm looking at Carolina at six, Hitman. And, you know, they're the first team I can see logically trading back. Do you, do you have any teams that you're targeting that you think – are viable to trade or can you not really handicap that in this whole process? Yeah, it's tough to handicap, especially because it's such a weak quarterback class and typically teams will trade future picks to move up for a quarterback. So it's tough to handicap that. I would say that I agree with you on your Panthers logic because it does appear like these quarterbacks are probably going to fall and none of them are worthy of the sixth pick in the draft. And especially with Carolina not having a second and third round pick, you could logically see them moving back in the draft, picking up a second rounder maybe, and then selecting the quarterback of their choice. So that makes sense. As you mentioned, you could maybe see Green Bay with two seconds and two firsts, Kansas City with a boatload of picks. If there's a receiver that they like, they could look to move up to get him. But aside from that, it, it is a very tough thing to handicap. And specifically for this year, it's tough to handicap because of the lack of quarterbacks and just the lack of overall top tier players in this draft. Speaking of those quarterbacks, because uh, I think I need you to talk me off a ledge here. This has been my favorite bet that it, since I've been looking at these for the NFL draft, and obviously no one else seems to think this way. But quarterbacks obviously run the NFL. This is the EJ Manuel draft once again. No one is really worthy of that first round pick, but you just know someone's going to reach out and grab their guy early because they want that quarterback. They want that new face of the franchise. And my favorite bet out there is Kenny Pickett to go in the top 10. I think Malik Willis is a better quarterback, but with the Carolina at six and also with New Orleans making that harebrained trade with Philadelphia, now they have two picks in the teens. They could move up again with those picks. Am I an idiot for thinking Kenny Pickett top 10 of the draft at plus 135 is a good bet or should I stay away altogether yeah I, I disagree with it I'm sorry to, sorry to say that but that's why you're here hit man that's right <laughs> I was actually looking at some Kenny Pickett overs personally now I will tell you I didn't bet that so it's not like I'm strongly disagreeing or anything but I just think that this is a quarterback class that you know a lot of times in the betting market and the media they'll try to push the quarterbacks and mock drafts, they'll try to push the television time on the quarterbacks because that just tends to drive ratings. It tends to drive clicks. People want to hear about the quarterbacks, but at the end of the day, it's going to be tough for one of these franchises to take one of these quarterbacks early when you just do not have a top 10, top 15 grade on them. And I've read some scouts that have said about Willis, they say, Hey, there's no chance that he could play in year one. Like you're yeah. taking a project. If you select him with Kenny Pickett, I've heard, you know, he's a gamer and all that, but he's just in another draft. Like for example, if he was in last year's draft, he'd probably be the fifth or sixth quarterback yeah. taken in that draft. So 
I mean, there's a chance I, the Carolina connection does make sense because Matt Rule is desperate. He recruited Kenny Pickett to play at Temple. I don't think they will take Malik Willis because he is not in all likelihood ready to play year one. And Matt Rule does need somebody that could save his job. And Kenny Pickett is more ready for yeah. year one. So to be honest, if you did feel strongly about that, I would just look to playing a Kenny Pickett to Carolina prop instead of playing in the top 10, because I have a hard time seeing any other team that's desperate enough to, to end up selecting him in the top 10. See, that, that's that's exactly why you're here. Before we ask you on any specific bets that you like for the draft, I do want to ask, There's, I know you said there isn't as many of different bets you can make in this year's draft because the sports books are getting more intelligent, but is there, when you open up that board or whatever, we have a lot of listeners who probably haven't even opened up the NFL draft bets you can make. Is there anything specific you like to look at first? Like, Top 10 picks, player position specific, teams to draft a certain position. Is there anything you sort of like to attack first because you think the numbers are better or based on any knowledge you have? Or maybe for like new bettors as well, you know, maybe maybe betting just got legalized mobile in, you know, in their state and they want to j- dive into the draft for the first time, but they don't really know where to start. Yeah, like zooming out, I yeah. think also would be good to know kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in that. Yeah, you want to stay, yeah, typically me and what I recommend for others is you want to stay away from like the, who will be the seventh overall pick? Who will be the eighth overall pick? Who will be those type of long shots? They are just very tough to predict. And especially yep. in this year, like even for example, Houston at third overall, you could logically say, well, they could take Evan Neal. Uh, they could take a Quanu, Gardner, Thibodeau. Oh, there's so many people that could go to them. And it's like that with a lot of teams picking early. And typically those markets have a lot of hidden big into them as well. So that's probably the one I would stay away from. But what most interests me is the over-unders. That's where you'll make the most money, in my opinion. And I do think that if you're a recreational player, you want to avoid the what position will a team take first because you're just it, – it's such a juiced market. There's so many options. It could be nine different positions. You want to stay away from that. But for someone that's a pro and that's really looking at this – I love that market because <laughs> I feel like that with my research and, and my knowledge on it, that I can overcome that vague and I can do a better job than the bookmakers at um, figuring out what positions teams are going to target. I took the other day Dallas a two to one to take an offensive lineman with their first pick. Yes, there's a ton of hidden vague in that market, but it's just something that I priced closer maybe to plus 130 ish because Dallas has been pretty open about the fact that they need an offensive lineman after Lyle Collins left in free agency, Connor Williams left in free agency. And they pretty much openly said, Hey, unless we get a Micah Parsons or CD lamb situation where it's a can't miss prospect that falls to us, where we just end up taking best player available, offensive line is probably going to be at the top of our board. So little nuggets like that, you could take advantage of a market like that. But in general, I would recommend staying away from it and just looking at the straight wagers. The knowledge tree blooms once again. I love it, my friend. I love it. All right, let's uh, let's get into any bets that you really enjoy with this NFL draft. Even if the market has moved a little bit on you, you have a better number on. Is there any bets that you're, you're sort of giving out or ready to give out on this NFL draft? We are a week away from it. Yeah, I gave out Kyle Hamilton at six and a half, over six and a half about a month ago. It went to eight and a half. I bet that. I actually bet nine and a half as recently as a few hours ago. 
that one gap. I, I just keep betting it. And it's just everything you look at is saying that he's going to fall. And Daniel Jeremiah, who I've obviously referenced a bunch during this podcast. He's great. And he he has Hamilton as his fourth overall player. He's high on him. And he says, you know what? That's the guy that's probably going to fall. I don't think he's going to go in the top 10. And to be honest, I really think that 11 to Washington is probably the most likely fit for him that, that I can foresee. But um, yeah, that's the guy right now over nine and a half, over 10 and a half. I just have a hard time. Safety's really not a premium position in the league yep. right now. Seattle at nine, they're not going to take them. They don't need a safety. The Jets at 10, ton of other needs. They need a safety, but ton of other needs. There's no speculation at all about them going safety. It's more about wide receiver and uh, interior player. So I think that Hamilton, anything over 10 and a half is a pretty solid bet. I love you, Hitman. You just you just locked in one of my later bets. Thank you. You also took one off of my perspective board. <laughs> Hitman, Hit uh, we'll let you go very soon. I wanted to say one thing. You did also, it's okay to say what you gave out, right? Yeah, the, that, that's fine. A lot, a lot of the markets okay. moved on all that stuff. If you anyway. want the good stuff, though, you got to go join Hitman's Discord. Oh, there and again, go. highly, like, free plug. Uh, hit him up. He's the best. But you gave out receivers over five and a half. I think we priced it at minus 200. Um, I think it's the best bet this whole draft, easily in hindsight. I mean, again, nothing is a for sure thing, but I would pay $2 to win $1 any day of the week. I believe that's going to happen. And as of today, the market has moved. Um, wide receivers uh, over under is six and a half now. Now the, now it's right at minus 110. However, doing my mock, I still have seven in the first round. I know the value is gone, but given what we've seen in the, in, the, in the wide receiver free agency market, and like I referenced, Kansas City, Green Bay, trade their number one options, having two picks late in the draft in the first round. Do you think six and a half still holds a little value? Can you see seven going in the first round? It's a straight pass. I mean, I'm very confident it's going to be either six or seven. So I just think it's six and a half. They're pricing it correctly. But it just goes to show the value that in the NFL draft, it's not like a half point in the NFL where it's worth 10 cents. A half in the NFL draft, a full in the NFL draft from five and a half to six and a half is absolutely ginormous. It yep. could probably the fair price on over five and a half right now is probably something like minus 400, minus 450 or something. And then obviously six and a half, I think is the correct number with minus 110. So it just goes to show that if you can get that extra spot, it, don't be afraid to lay juice in the draft. The, the draft mm. is the one event that I will lay big juice I laid minus 700 the other day on Jamison Williams to go in the first round. And I bet it pretty big because <laughs> it's just going to, it's just going to win. It, that's really the fact yeah. that yeah. it's just going to win. So I'm not afraid to lay the juice. So the the draft is one, one of the ultimate events that just do not be afraid to lay big juice on something that, you know the probability is there that it's going to win. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you once again for joining us for this NFL Draft Breakdown. We have the Fast Five for this show where each of the hosts giving out five bets you can take for the NFL Draft coming up next. But first, again, you can find Hitman on Twitter, at Hitman428. Join that private Discord. Get these numbers before they get moved. Thanks once again, my friend, for joining the pod. We learned a lot, and I've already crossed some stuff off my board. (laughs) Appreciate it, guys. Pleasure being on, and have a good draft. West, 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 West Coast Gamblers. 
I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts. All right, boys, we have all the knowledge from the hitman himself. We also have Brian, the ballerina big board, coming out on Monday morning where he goes through his mock draft. And the three of us might have a little insight on what that mock draft is to help us shape our fast five bets for the NFL draft. Cannot wait to dive into this. No time wasted. Dangles, what's your first bet of the fast five for the 2022 NFL draft? Oh, boy, here we go. Okay, my first bet for the draft is... And I talked about this guy earlier. I'm going Sauce Gardner top five at minus 115. I am so high on this guy. I think he's a lock for the top five. You got position needs potentially for the Lions. He is a Detroit native. I could see him going there. Uh, the Texans need any, literally any living body that has played a snap of football before in their entire lives. I could see him going uh, uh, to the to the Giants there at five. Um, and the Jets, obviously, at four. We talked about that. And so I love Sauce Gardner in the top five at minus 115. I'm also going top five, and this is something I wavered on for a while because of how much he's moved in people's mock drafts. But Evan Neal, I think, is the best tackle available, and I have him going top five based on what Hitman said. T5 for Evan Neal, minus 115. That's my first bet of the day. Shape of the Sharp. I want to jump ahead of you, Tony, um, because I had my first bet was Sauce Gardner to go to the Texans at third overall plus for plus 400. After the Hitman gave us that knowledge, I decided to scratch that one out. <laughs> so I'm going to join my man Dangs and say, Sauce Gardner, best cornerback in the draft, absolutely will be a top five pick, Dangs. That is a winner, minus 115. Give me the sauce! I love it. Top I love five. it. Dangles, pick number two. Fuck it. Let's do it. I'm going to take Drake London in the top 10 at minus 105. Yeah. I just think it's a size-speed like that. combo that's really hard to pass up at the wide receiver position. You don't get a guy that's built this way coming out of the draft every year. I, I I just I think he's going to be hard to pass up. You've got the Texans and the Jets with two picks. The Falcons are all in need, and it's just you can't you can't teach his size and athleticism. So let's go Drake London minus one hundred five in the top ten. I'm joining the top ten battle dangles, and I'm going with a guy that I don't know if it's the correct pick, but I'm taking him anyway. People like uh, uh, capability over what you've done in college, Derek Stingley top 10 at minus 110 there's too many teams with two picks that need defensive help and sauce Gardner can't go to every team Derek Stingley top 10 minus 110 is my second pick Drew what do you got uh I'm gonna take an over here guys hitman talked about he likes his his over unders and we're gonna go to our boy uh George Carl Loftus defensive end for Purdue He's been falling off boards, uh, down boards a little bit, guys, because of his inability to finish sacks. He can get to the quarterback, can't quite finish. His over-under on DraftKings is 19.5 right now. It's a little juice to the over. I'm going to take the over, saying he will not be a top uh, well, a top 19 pick. George Karloftis at minus 125, over 19.5 draft positions. So 20 or higher. All right, Dangles, pick number three. 
Well, I was on the fence about this one coming into our show today, and uh, after listening to our show with Hitman, it confirmed it for me, and I am going to go to a position total here. My first position total, hint, hint, foreshadowing, nudge, nudge. I'm taking under two and a half quarterbacks in the first round. That's a plus money bet at plus 190. So, you know, it's, it is it is a bit of a risk, but I this is just one of those gut feeling bets for me. I just don't think teams are going to go out of their way to take a quarterback in this first round. I think if anything, you see Malik Willis and you see um, Kenny Pickett potentially go in the first round. I'm not sure teams are going to take a gamble on a Sam Howell or a Desmond Ritter or a Matt Corral in the first round. So plus 190 for under two and a half quarterbacks in round one. Dangles, this was that was exactly my fourth bet with my third bet leading into it, but I'll give it away now. Under two and a half QBs, plus 190. I wouldn't pull put the full unit on this because you got plus 190, you could put a half unit, make some money on the back end. I will say that plus 190, I just think is the wrong pricing for this. If this was even money, I would take the over two and a half QBs for some chance that somebody uh, sneaks in in those late 20s and takes their Lamar Jackson of the future. But because it's plus 190, I'm right there with you. I don't think the talent is there. I like the under two and a half as well. Schaefer the Sharp, your third pick. Well, guys, you heard Hitman say it's a complete pass. Wide receivers over six and a half first round. He did give that out at five and a half, and I grabbed it at minus 200. Like I said, the number has moved to six and a half now at minus 110. I'm looking at my big board. It's going to happen, guys, so I will give it out. I'm going to give over six and a half wide receivers taken in the first round. Know that you didn't get a good number here, but I still think there's value. I know Hitman pass on it. I don't see a situation where seven don't get drafted, guys. Hopefully it doesn't come down to 32 overall with the Lions having to pick Dotson. But again, I see seven. I see eight legitimate first-round prospects. Uh, and I think at least seven will get drafted. So give me wide receivers over six and a half in the first round. What's the juice on that? Minus 110. Minus 110. Dangles, pick number four. Well, I flip-flopped here between this being my best bet and uh, my best bet being my best bet, but um, I just, I- I'm much more confident about my best bet, and that's what you want to be your best bet. Uh, so I'm going to go for my fourth pick with the total safeties drafted in round one under one and a half. This is plus 200. Are we really convinced that a team is going to take Lewis Seen down the stretch? He's not going in the top five. I just don't see a team making that investment in a safety when there's other dire positions of need like offensive line and and wide receiver and cornerback where you could well maybe not wide receiver but cornerback where you could potentially go here um Kansas City and Green Bay do worry me a little bit down the stretch for this pick if they do decide to go with uh Lewis Seen from Georgia but Kyle Hamilton's really the only guy that sticks out to me as a guarantee in this first round so I'm going under one and a half safeties in round one at plus 200. The thing that scares me about that bet in particular dangles is like when you're taking over under QBs or over under wide receivers those positions are locked in safety and cornerback there's some of these guys that can flip-flop in between so is a guy like Daxton Hill considered a safety is he considered a he's cornerback considered, he's considered a safety yeah it's I, tough. I still it's think tough. I I know but I still I still think the pool it's about this is about what you're actually looking at in terms of the number of picks there could be versus what's actually there and the team needs that's what I base this on is, is just who's going to take who who I really think is going to take who and I, I just I feel good that they're that, that there's not going to be a run on a, a safe another safety down the stretch not a lot of what I've read and did. So I saw Dax Hill climbing up into that first round. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with it. I'm gonna take it uh, one and a half at plus two hundred under. My pick number four, which led into the pick I just made uh, under Q, two and a half QBs plus one ninety. Desmond Ritter, I love this guy, dude. The Cincinnati story, the come up of that team, and this guy seems to be the most game ready QB in this NFL draft. The problem is. 
He's not a first-round pick. Uh, he could get taken in the first round, but I'm going to sort of hedge it here and take Desmond Ritter over 28.5, selection number 28.5, so 29th or later for Desmond Ritter. That's minus 125. I love that bet. I don't think Matt Corral gets taken in the first round. I don't think Desmond Ritter gets taken in the first round. Desmond Ritter over 28.5 at minus 125. Big fan of that one. Shafe of the Sharp, bet number four. Guys, I'm going to stick with the receivers here, and even though I don't have this guy in my first round of the seven that got selected, I think he's going to be an early second-round pick way under his number at 59 and a half. We're going to go roll tide, Alabama. John Mechie, his over-under is 59 and a half draft position, guys. He will sky under this. This is almost my best bet. Um, listen, everyone knows a Saban guy, the pedigree, but he was Alabama's best receiver all year until he got hurt, and then really the Jamison Williams show started. Um, Williams was obviously a great deep threat, but he was the number two on that offense, make no mistake. Mechie... Coming off a torn ACL, obviously you're going to have the, the the rehab. He won't be ready to go to start the season. But I think whoever drafts him in the early to mid-second rounds is getting a steal. And I love, love, love under 59.5 for draft position. John well, Meshi. What was that, Juice? Straight up, minus 110. All right, it's time to back up the Brinks truck for the NFL draft. Diggity dangles, what's your final pick, my guy? Well, we talked about this uh, this guy earlier. This is my bet. I said on the show earlier that, or uh, on our show with Hitman, that uh, his his advice locked this in for me. I'm going Kyle Hamilton over ten and a half draft position. Nice. That's at minus one fifteen as of the recording of this podcast on four twenty Wednesday uh, here in our year of our Lord two thousand and twenty two. This isn't a Blaze slight. Up. This isn't a slight against the potential of Kyle Hamilton. Right, that six four. I mean, it was forty time is a little bit questionable, but like this is a guy who I would love as. A, you know, a Devin McCourty successor, you know, Patriot scheme that loves to run three safeties. Um, but I, I, he plays down in the box. He's got a lot of uh, versatility, but I just, like I've said, I don't think safety's posed enough upside for a top five pick. And then after that, you got Panthers, Giants, Falcons, Seahawks, and Jets. I think they've all got bigger fish to fry. The one team that scares me is the Falcons, but I think Arthur Smith being an offensive guy is probably more likely to to go wide receiver if Garrett Wilson is there. But I love Kyle Hamilton outside the top 10. I think he's a perfect fit in Washington or in Minnesota, um, maybe even in Baltimore if he stumbles a little bit. But I got him over 10.5 at minus 115. Boys, my backup, the Brinks truck bet, is uh, I wasn't even a difficult decision to put this here. I think this is a guarantee because every single mock that I've looked at, including the back ballerina's mock that'll come out on Monday has this bet every single one there is not a single mock draft I've seen does it I've, I've looked long and far and counted it up one by one and every single mock draft hits this number I know the SEC is the class of college football the best NFL football players come from there there is no denying it Alabama Georgia LSU stars upon stars upon stars Yet their number right now for how many players get selected in the first round is juiced because it's a public place. Not a single mock draft has over 10.5 SEC players in the first round. So my backup, the Bringstruck bet, is following literally every trend you look at under 10.5 players from the SEC in the first round at plus 105. I love this bet, and I'm betting against bet. the best, but I'm taking it and I'm running with it. Under SEC players, 10.5 at plus 105. Back up that Brinks truck. Shape of the Sharp, what do you got? I am going to a familiar place, boys. And what did Hitman say? What did Hitman say? He said, we needed to not, don't be afraid, little one. Don't be afraid. Fear not. 
you can pay the juice. The juice is worth the squeeze in the NFL draft. It's going to happen, okay? And we have talked. We have argued. Unfortunately, this this is going to involve Dangles to lose one of his bets. But my best bet that will happen, Dex Hill is going in the first round, okay? He is absolutely going in the first round. Now, to to win this bet, you're going to have to pay $1.60. It's minus $160. I will give that out. I bet this with my hard-earned money. And here's a little hint. His draft position right now is 29 and a half. You can bet that under at minus 140. Over 29 and a half is plus 110, and he still has two legit teams in the Lions and the Chiefs that could take him at 30 and 32. So I'm just paying the tax to be safe here. That's my back up the Brinks truck bet. A former five-star recruit, a former All-American. His brother plays for the Ravens. Great bloodlines. He's a stud. He can play slot. He can play free safety. Dax Hill, go blue. Back up the Brinks truck. <laughs> bet with your heart, not your head. Oh, wait a minute. No, is that is that right? Is that and right? that is it. For how to bet the NFL draft for Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookson, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio. My name is Tony Cavallo. Again, on Monday, we will have the ballerinas big board. And then on Thursday, April 28th, a week from today, hopefully when you listen to this and hopefully we get it out in time, is the NFL draft. I cannot wait for it. And we'll be back uh, next week. we got to figure out what we're talking about, but I know it might involve a male enhancement product. That's all for today, and thank you for listening. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.